Good morning. This is the Up and Running Morning Show. I am Rick, your host, and joining me this morning is the lovely and wonderful Caroline Phipps. Good morning. Good morning, Rick. How are you today? I'm doing okay. It's been a little while since you've been here, and we're very happy to have you back. Do you have an agenda? Well, I do, because the holidays are upon us. And I thought it would be interesting to talk about some elegant insights that could help us to navigate these holidays in the most elegant way we can. Because it seems to me, and I know this from my own life, that if I'm not careful, holiday season feels like dysfunction junction Mm -hmm. and not a page out of the Martha Stewart playbook. Now, why do holidays take on such a stressful connotation at times? I feel it's probably to do with the expectation and the media have a way of showing happy, shiny, smiley people all doing these wonderful Mm -hmm. things together in perfect houses with perfect food and the family coming together. And the interesting thing about family coming together often is that there is that wonderful vision of it in the media. But then in our own lives, that can sort of clash up against the reality of what it means to be with family or to go back home. Hmm. Going back home, that's that's a good way to look at it also, because you are pretty much, it's a pilgrimage. It is Thanksgiving, so you have to make a trip. You have to make a journey, and you have to be around people who have something in common. And on Thanksgiving, it's all about food. And the whole holiday revolves about how much you're going to put inside your body, food-wise. Well, there's that, and then there's all the other sort of rituals and customs that go with it, right? There are uh, very particular ways that things are done. We get submerged sometimes, and actually very often, back into a story that maybe was written a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. And so we can often find ourselves reverting back to being somebody from the past who's in a whole different story. Right. Well, back in the day when the pilgrims came on the Mayflower for Thanksgiving, um, to be a part of Thanksgiving, they had to be here for a little while and learn some customs of the Native Americans. And, well, it took a little while to get their stuff together to finally be able to give thanks and kind of assemble some kind of a a family together to have the celebration. So it's a little bit um, well reminiscent of today's struggles just getting people together from different places to well give thanks to what we have well we all tend to live more separately than i think we did in the past so we have family members who are the other side of the world the Mm. other side of the country the other side of the state and there is much more complication just around logistically Mm. 
mm. getting together and to whose family are we going to go, to whose tribe are we going to hang out with. Just the whole logistical issue can be complicated right from the beginning to say nothing about what can happen when you arrive and there is a whole sort of emotional um going back that can create mm. all sorts of triggers in you if your situation is a little bit complicated. Now, I hear personally from lots of folks, some are really excited about spending time with brothers, mom and dad, aunts and uncles who they haven't seen for a while. And they're really excited about being in their company and on the other side of the coin, there's people who just say outright, I can't stand being around my brother or I can't stand my folks. And for this one day, I have to be with my brother who I can't stand and my folks who just stress me out. Why is that, Caroline? Well, I think that we have these stories that we've grown up with in our families, so we can have the brother that bullies us. We can have the mother that always makes us feel like a child, even when we're 50 years old. We can have the family who always rely on us to do all the cooking and the cleaning, and we become the martyr. There are sort of set patterns of behavior that the moment you walk in through that door at Thanksgiving, you revert back to um, a story that doesn't right. necessarily reflect who you are today. But it's such a strong going back that there's almost a default setting that flip. Oh, OK. So I'm now the dysfunctional child who can get nothing wrong, even though I'm 50 years old. <laughs> And you still are right back into the place you were before your own family or before you left home or before you had your own Thanksgiving tradition. And, well, that becomes stressful in itself sometimes to some people. It certainly does. And I, I think that the, the, the difference between the reality of holidays and the mythology of how marvelous it can be can create all sorts of dissatisfaction mm. in us. So I've got three elegant survival strategies that might help us to have the best Thanksgiving this year that we possibly can. Well, that's what I'd look forward to hear. So why don't you give that information? The first thing, and this is the thing that's really key, is we need to just be in charge of our own perceptions and be very, very mindful about what we expect from other people. If you go back and expect your brother or your sister or, or your miserable aunt or your unhappy grandpa to be different, just know that the chances are they're not going to be. What can be different is how you react to them being grumpy or miserable or, or you know, telling you all the time that you're doing everything wrong if they're critical or whatever it is. Just be aware that you can know that they are going to be the same, very likely, but you can stop buying into what they're doing. Mm. Now, that could be challenging at times. And especially if you come across as the well, whiny younger brother, let's say, and, you know, you always get your way and 
everything's going to be catered to you no matter what. Like, you know, if you don't consider your brother in that situation, you'd probably well have a more pleasant experience. Like if you take that out of your head before you get there and just say, I'm going to see my brother who I haven't seen in a year. Not I'm going to see him as a whiny brat, but in a different way and just change the way you think of your brother. And then that, that won't be there when you see him. And it's interesting too, because sometimes if we can do that and then not buy into that dialogue that they're giving you, we can start often to see little incremental changes in how people react to us. Mm. It's a little bit like stopping that sort of cycle. Um, it's changing that story. So they have a story with a particular script. We're, we usually just get the script and we read back the lines right. that have been written for generations. Just try to stand back from it, realize that maybe whoever it is that's that's setting these emotional tripwires for you has their own problems, their own issues with wanting to keep that story alive. So if you change the way you think of them, it pretty much changes the situation that's going to happen. I think it can very much help your well-being, and then an offshoot from that, there's a very good chance that because the other person's not getting the same response from you, that that the fun of it or the misery <laughs> of it or whatever it is that, that floats their boat, it's not working for them. And you, you may see some changes and that can actually start putting you on a better footing, you know, for going forward in your life anyway. Mm. What a wonderful suggestion. Then pretty much... Try something different before your holiday experience and maybe it'll change everyone's perception of you and the way you carry yourself and just your interactions with others in your family then will be different if you have an open mind and you can maybe accept people for the way they are and change yourself and come in like, I'm not going to let this bring me down or I'm not going to let my brother be the whiny brat that he is, I'm just going to treat him with respect and kindness. Yes, kindness, because it doesn't sound like he's a very happy person either. So just have this default setting about, I'm going to have a good day. Mm. I'm going to have a good day and it's going to be just fine. And I, I understand that when you treat people with kindness as opposed to being aggressive or saying something that is not the most pleasant thing to hear for anyone. But if you choose the kindness over that, it goes so far. It goes such a long way. I think choosing to be kind instead of choosing to be right, because there's mm. this other issue ah. ha, of our ego-driven minds love to be right, self-righteously right. So you're in a situation where you know that if the turkey stays in that oven for another 20 minutes, it's going to get a little dry and miserable, but you have this same conversation every year and nobody seems to listen to you, even though you're right. Give it up. I mean, does it really make that much difference if the turkey's a little dry, if everybody is in better spirits when they're eating it? Mm. Mm. 
Or your tofurkey bakes too long. Your tofurkey. <laughs> you know, it's that time of the year where you get to say great words like tofurkey. Yeah, you do. And uh, this is to all those wonderful vegetarians out there that make those turkeys so happy. Now, that's always, it, it's been an exciting adventure in my Thanksgiving. Like, oh, so you're a vegetarian. You don't eat turkey? Well, why don't you have the stuffing, which came out of the middle of the turkey? Because it's only bread. Yeah. I bet you don't like that either, do you, Rick? <laughs> No, no, but can I have some more string beans, please? And pass the Brussels sprouts. Love them. Love those Brussels sprouts. Sweet potatoes, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, it's all good. Those vegetables are all good. So I, I wish for you, Caroline, to have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Do you have some good plans? I do, yes. I have multiple plans that are always slightly complicated, but I'm going to make sure that I spend some time with all of the people who mean the most to me and to give thanks for that. Well, I am very grateful and thankful for your monthly appearance here on the Up and Running Morning Show. It gives me elegant tools to which to live by. And if I run out of that toolbox, if I let my friends borrow some of those tools and they don't hand them right back, I know I can always go online. And listen and visit carolinephipps.com and check some of the archives. And have a lot of people been checking those out? Yes, we have many, many people who check out the archives of my work with you and the articles that I write, which is absolutely thrilling. And it would be wonderful if people were to send me an email or a message through the website, carolinephipps.com, and to talk about their experiences. I would I love to hear about stories about how people navigate things elegantly. And send me an email, Caroline at CarolineFips.com, if you would like an elegant coaching session. Mm. Because I'll pick one and we can go into that tool shed that has those elegant tools and sort out hopefully any problem that crops up in a more elegant manner. Well, one thing I've learned from this little discussion is that I am going to practice the urge of kindness as opposed to being right. Or whether how I feel about a situation, I'm going to defer and give it up for kindness and just enjoy my day no matter how it pans out. And I wish you a beautiful and wonderful Thanksgiving, Caroline. Thank you very much, Rick, and thank you for having me this wonderful year. It's been really fun. Always a pleasure. And make sure that you listen to 98.1 KZE always, and please visit carolinephipps.com for further information on how to put more elegant tools in your toolbox. This is the Up and Running Morning Show on 98.1 KZE. I'm Rick. Thanks, Caroline. And we'll be right back with more musical diversity after this.